Could you imagine being a member that kicks butt in Halifax RCMP? And out of the blue, you get this investigation for most likely doing your job. I haven't been around lately because I've been sick. I'm not getting any money for this. Latank coffee? Unbelievable. I'm going to leave a description, okay? I'm going to leave a website in the description how to get this coffee. And you got to see, this guy's a cop. He created this coffee, and all the proceeds go to a, a kid that can't afford MS treatment. Something like that. But it's a great story. This police officer has gone and done this. And I don't know. You got to love it. Wife loves the coffee. I love the coffee. People from Victoria love the coffee. I haven't been around lately. Okay. The whole family got sick. We all got sick. We got bad colds. Uh, both our kids got colds. Like really bad colds. Where we were taking COVID tests thinking that we had the COVID. But we don't. We don't have it. Just a bad cold. Turns out. So I got a son and daughter. Okay. All their friends are sick. Tay-Tay is sick, uh, Harper's sick, Maddie's sick, my daughter's sick, my son is sick, uh, Xavier's sick, Marco's sick, Max is sick. Yeah? Hello? Oh, my God. It's, it's a cigar. Uh, What's going on? Uh, We're just talking about you right now. I'm hungry. Are you hungry? But you had cookie dough. Hey, can you tell me something? How many friends of yours were sick? Max, Marco, Xavier. Who else? Max. I just said Max. Who else? That's like everybody. That's everybody? Yeah. What about Blake? No. Kane? No. Hmm. Well, you're killing my point right now. Okay, you got to go. Bye bye. Yeah, go grab something. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Just started. Anyways, okay. Everybody's sick. And yeah, I got it right here. But how can that be? Because they're forced to wear this at school. But yet everybody is how does this not this does this it's not even stopping the common cold. But they work. They work, guys. The masks are working well. You know, it's it's hard coming down here and getting interrupted. And, and then it makes you feel bad, like the kid is hungry. So he comes home from school. I make him something to eat. I made him cookie dough. And made the daughter cookie dough. Just so I could come down here and do my podcast. And now they're screaming and yelling at each other. Another great start. But I'm back here. I'm back on. I feel better. I'm good to go. And all you got to do is just wear your mask and that will prevent any illness out there. And you know what? (laughs) 
It really is a day of celebration today. I open up the uh, computer, and did you know that Superman's son, Superman's son is bisexual. Did you know that? So that's a, uh, it's a day of celebration. It's something to be happy and happy about it. I just find the whole Superman character kind of, I don't, I've been studying Superman since I was five years old and the life he's had. I've been thinking about it. Like one, one minute he was married to Wonder Woman and they had a little girl named Laura, I think. And next minute he's with Lois Lane. I don't even know if they're married, but this guy who's super that I looked up to, he's jumping around different marriages, having these kids and I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, I don't I'm even scared to talk about it. Okay. I'm scared to talk about this topic. Because what do you, leave a comment. What do you, what do you think about Superman? His son comes out as uh, bisexual. I got nothing against bisexual people. Okay. If you're a girl, I, I'd rather you be bisexual. It's, it's interesting, but that's another thing. Like I've been alive for a long time and I've never once met a bisexual man in my entire life. So this is really, this is unique. Maybe there's a lot of men out there that are bisexual. Nothing wrong with that. I don't got a problem with it. I don't care. It just, it seems rare. Maybe it's not rare, but it seems rare. So for Superman to actually have a son that's bisexual, I don't know. Uh, point proven? What, you know, you... Come on. I know they don't want to have another white man. What am I trying to say? I know they don't want to have another white boy or white man as a superhero, but is it too much to ask to just live, leave the character alone of Superman? You know what I mean? Can't you just leave, create another create another superhero that's bisexual I guess they have they created a son as bisexual I don't know I feel bad because I did a video a while back and I talked about Steve Folk I said Steve Folk was my best man in my wedding Steve Folk died of cancer a few years back it was terrible he was in my wedding and I did the video and I said Steve Folk my best man at my wedding and then I started thinking about all the other guys that were at my wedding. So I, I didn't speak properly. Everybody that I had at my wedding, there was four guys in the, what do you call them? She has bridesmaids, right? And I have a groomsmen, right? Is that right? I had four of them. They were all cops. And I told them before the uh, wedding, I said, guys, you're all my best man. I don't have a best man. You guys are all my best man. I bought the mugs and they all said best man on them because I wasn't going to be that guy, right? I'm not back in grade six, grade five where, you know, Joey's my best friend. Not, I wasn't going to put a label on who's my best man. They're all my best man. We're adults. I'm not going to pick a best friend. And so that's why, so that's why I, uh, made them all my best men. So if 
whoever was in my wedding, if you're watching this stuff, which you're probably not, just wanted to correct that, okay? You're, you're still my best man. And so is Steve. I'm trying to quit smoking, okay? I gave up on the cigarettes so far, but I'm trying to quit smoking. And You know what drives me crazy about when I tell people this? And I shouldn't tell people this because uh, you tell people, hey, I'm trying to quit smoking. And then if they see a smoke, they're like, what are you doing? You quit smoking, put that cigarette out. Or you'll be like, hey, man, can I grab a cigarette from you? No, you're trying to quit smoking. The moment you light up a cigarette, the moment you put that in their head that you're trying to quit smoking, and then they see you smoke. Oh, you're such a quitter, such a loser. And I'm like, dude, did you not hear what I said? I'm trying to quit smoking. It doesn't mean I have quit. I think if you guys smoke and you want to quit, don't tell people that you're trying to quit. Or don't tell people that you quit. Okay. I tell people I'm trying to quit. That still doesn't work, though. You're smoking. Yeah, I know. Okay. I'm trying to quit. Did you not hear what I said? I'm trying to quit. And I'm, I'm liking the cigars. It's helping, it's helping out. I've been thinking a lot about stocks lately because I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about the RCMP members, how they're going to get a lump sum of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, a big check. And you want to do something with that money, right? Yeah. You want to go out and have fun and you also want to invest it. I think. I'm going to get a little bit of money from them, not as much as most, but if I was still a cop and I was to get that lump sum, lump, lump sum, I was thinking like, well, where would I put it in? And I should never be talking about investing in stocks on here because I know nothing about it. But I started doing some research and I'm like, do you hold off? I mean, the inflation that is happening right now. And with inflation, they're talking about interest rates going up. They're talking about a bubble being burst, some kind of recession. Are we in one? Did you know you don't even know until it's over that you had a recession? Something like that. I read that somewhere. Are we in a recession? I bought oil stocks and I'm... Okay, in March 2020, when the COVID hit, oil stocks went $2, $3. And I bought OVV. I don't know why I'm telling you this. I, nah. I guess I'm saying it because I think it might be a good opportunity to bet on the market having some really bad days. And I started looking at stocks like I'm holding on to my OVV oil stock. Um, and this is so boring. I don't even have a point. Maybe the point will come out, but I started looking at Heinz, Kraft Heinz and Walmart stock. And if I had that big money that you guys are about to get, I might just throw it all on, on something like that. Walmart and Heinz Kraft. And then I thought, man, if I was really daring, really daring, what about Alibaba? That went down to like 144 from a high of 320 in a, a th China, though, right? Scary. 
scary. But I'm tempted to just like Alibaba. I don't know. Be careful with the stock market. I guess that's my point. Try to, if it was me, I'm going to invest in stocks that I assume that the market is going to crash. That's What stock am I going to be safe if the market crashes? It might be too late for oil stocks, but it might not be. Yeah, so I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry that I haven't been on here. Not, not that you really care, but been sick. We had a fire at the house. They're here. Dad, they're here. They're all here. Mom. Mom, they're all ready. Yes. Look what we did. <laughs> and my son videotaped the entire thing. Isn't it something? It was a chimney fire, okay? But isn't it something? Like, this is a small town I live in. The lieutenant, the fire lieutenant, like the, the main dog, the guy in charge opens up my door and I'm like, oh, hey, man. I forget his name. He's my cousin. And he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh, hey, good. I think he forgot my name too. But we were at a wedding years ago and he said that, hey, we're our cousin had a wedding years ago and he showed up and he goes, hey, guess what? We're, we're cousins. He shows up to my house, puts out the fire. So I get a chimney guy over at my house to clean the chimney. I guess that was the problem. And his name is Ryan. And I open up the front door. And I'm like, oh, my God, Ryan. Well, Ryan, we used to be best friends growing up. Our birthdays were on the exact same day. We were born the same day. And he yells to a guy, the main guy. He's on the road. He's sitting in his truck, just sitting in there. And Ryan yells at him, hey, John. Like Ryan's working for John. I know this guy's my best friend. We're doing this one for free. I'm like, Ryan, I don't mind paying, okay? Could you imagine how John felt when Ryan was saying this? Anyways, small town. They clean the chimney. Ryan comes back over like three weeks later because I, I noticed something that I think, I noticed something that should be fixed, a little patch. And, well, he ain't doing that for free. I said, how much to fix that patch? $10,000, he tells me. I'm like, okay. Really, Ryan? So I don't know what I'm going to do about my chimney. Boring stuff, I know. I've started a second YouTube channel. I'm going to tell you the name of it. What is the name of it? Clinton Jaws Short Clips. Okay? Clinton Jaws Short Clips. If you... Go on YouTube, you'll find it. I'm putting, if I do a half an hour podcast, 20 minute podcast, hour long podcast, I'm cutting it up. I'm going to put it on another channel. So you can look at it. Maybe I don't want to hear me for this long. Maybe you want to hear me for five minutes, 10 minutes and subscribe to that channel too. I just thought I'd tell you that. Holy shit, I'm rusty. I want to tell you this. I got to tell you this. So we go to Whistler. Okay, we stay at the sundial, Google sundial. Members, with your check, 
go spend a couple of nights at the Sundial in Whistler Village, okay? I'm telling you. Hot tub right on your deck. Full-blown hot tub. Your personal hot tub right on the deck. Go there and just take your family, take your woman, mistress, whatever, and just have a good time. I feel bad because we didn't really have that great of a great of time at uh sometimes me and the wife we we allow the kids to determine our happiness and they fought a lot they fought they they fought on the way to whistler they fought at whistler and they fought on the way back and we had to catch a ferry and there was just a lot of fighting when we got to whistler we were just like done and that kind of ruined the trip a bit but I want to tell you this. I got to tell you this. And I want to make it quick. We're sitting at a restaurant. I think it's Mongols. Mongolies. Mongolies restaurant where the guy is like flipping food around on a hot plate and he's going, ay, 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 ay. And he's, the kids love it, right? And they're looking at it and he can flip a utensil up and spin it around and juggle with it. They give us fortune cookies. Yeah, I'm going to read you my fortune. Don't shut it off. This is the first time I've ever had a good fortune in my entire life, and I kind of... It's funny how a fortune sometimes talks to you. Do you know what I mean? Maybe you don't. I open up my... And I'm telling you this, and this is corny. This this really is corny. This is and I don't want to come on here and be corny, but this is what it said. And it made me moist. Okay. I got moist in the eyes. Maybe it's because I had a couple of drinks and we were fighting with the kids, but my wife was mad at me for some reason. Listen. Listen. You create your own stage. The audience is waiting. That's exactly how I feel. And I started looking around. Like, I don't know why I was looking around. Like, somebody looking at me? And I thought, that's amazing. You create your own stage. The audience is waiting. Look at that. I just want to prove to you that it says that. Can you see it? And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. But I, it was nice to hear it. From somebody else. I'm not going to hear from the wife. And I'm like, I am creating my own stage. I don't really know who my audience is. Maybe it's you. I don't know. I don't even really know what my stage is. But I am trying to create something. That's why I, that's why I retired. To create my own stage. And then I started thinking about members out there who aren't creating their own stage. Like I met a guy in Nanaimo. And he was, he did not look good. He was a member that I used to work with. And he was, you could see it. He was just burnt right out. Like, I got to get out. I don't know if I should get out. And you could tell that. You got to get out. And I started thinking about him. Like, man, you got to get out and create your own stage. Somebody. Somebody is waiting for you to create your own stage. And I started thinking about all the other members where, where they were like, because people call me, they, they contact me. They message me. And I started thinking about other people, other members where, where they're like, what do I do? Do I stick it out? Like, it's just some people 
When you're a police officer, you can't do it forever. Some can, but some can't. And the ones that can't, maybe you need to create your own stage. Get out. I know it's easy to say, right? It. Let me tell you something. It is easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's hard because it's, it's not hard. You don't have to work tomorrow. You can make tomorrow the day that you start creating your own stage. And I know, corny. But this is the stuff I think about. Then I started thinking about North Preston. I started thinking about Halifax PD members. I started thinking about Halifax RCMP members. The two different police forces in Halifax, right? I started thinking about... I started thinking about the members that... We're working one day, Halifax RCMP, and there was a shooting in North Preston in a vehicle that matched the description. These members pull over this vehicle. Who do they pull over? They think it's the bad guys. It's a high-risk situation. They pull over the bad guy, and they determine it's not a bad guy. Happens all the time. But these members who pulled this vehicle over, guess who was in the vehicle? It was a superintendent, Dean Simmons, that worked at Halifax PD. His passenger was his wife, Angela Simmons. They're black people. And I love black people. Who doesn't love black people? I want to be a black person. So I'm not... Anyways, I feel like I got to say that when I talk, when I say the word black people. Anyways, they didn't like it. They didn't like it that they were pulled over. So they filed a complaint. There's an investigation against members at Halifax RCMP right now. And they said to the media and in their complaint, the superintendent of Halifax PD said the reason they were pulled over is because they're black. They also said that they... The police pointed the guns at them. At first I thought, so who who gives a rat's ass if the guns were pointed at you? It's a high-risk situation. You're justified to do it. I also thought in my head, I don't know if they actually did that. Anyways, so I started thinking after this fortune, like, could you imagine being a member that kicks butt in Halifax RCMP? And out of the blue, you get this investigation for most likely doing your job. How much stress is put on you? Because of these dimwits. And why? Why would Angela and Dean do this? Do they actually believe that it was because the cops are racist? And they were just bored and they seen black skin and they thought they would be pulled over. Do they actually believe that's what happened? Especially from a guy that is a cop. And I'm like, no, there's no way. And in the little write-up, Angela Simmons has said the day before being pulled over, she was, she was trying to be a mayor of North Preston. I know I'm saying it wrong. Some kind of liberal candidate in North Preston, okay? 
the day after she announced she's going to be the liberal candidate in Preston, she files this complaint. And I'm grossed out. I feel I feel disgusted. Because I you can see it. You can see how. Maybe these cops did pull them over because they're black, okay? How about that? Maybe that's possible. But I'll tell you, I'm going to get to the bottom of the story. I'm going to sit here. And I'm going, I'm going to wait. And I'm going to see after what I, when that investigation is over. I can't wait to rip it apart. I know it's going to be ripped apart. I can't wait to see the outcome. Because if what they said was untrue, how can you put good people like the Halifax RCMP through that? For what reason? And I know I'm rambling. But I just thought about those North Preston members and I'm like, I think I'm going to create my own stage. I think that's what I'm going to do. You know how I'm going to do that? I'm not going to work tomorrow. Tell me. You let me know when the investigation's over with. And when it's over, then maybe I'll come back to work. I'm not going to work. There's no way. And I want want to know after when these members are found that they did everything right. Will Dean Simmons get a code of conduct? I'm just curious. Will he be punished? Did he tell the truth? You know what's funny about this? It's not funny. But I sat down here. I knew I was going to talk about it. And I forgot their name, so I Googled it. There's an update I wasn't even aware about. October 1st, 2021. I had no idea, guys. RCMP deny they pointed their guns in a traffic stop near North Preston. (laughs) Oh. Sounds like we're here on the other side of the story now, aren't we? Dean Simmons said he was ordered out of his car at gunpoint. Shortly after the incident, Inspector Jeremy Landry, the acting officer in charge of the RCMP, emailed some members of Halifax Regional Council giving the Mounties version of what happened. I didn't know about this. Landry said an RCMP officer drew a gun, but that no guns were pointed at Simmons or his wife. Isn't that something? You want to know what? That is something. That's a big deal. Honesty, credibility. That one sentence is huge. Why didn't I hear about this? One little article? Because when this was happening, it was plastered all over the news when this happened to Dean Simmons and Angela. Why isn't this plastered all over the news? It's not. At no time were any firearms pointing at them, Landry said. This Landry guy is kick-ass. I love him. I don't usually say that about inspectors. Landry tells counselors the car Simmons was driving matched the suspect vehicle from a nearby shooting. Hmm. Landry also said he obtained a video from Halifax Transit bus that was in the vicinity 
of the traffic stop. What? Landry, are you telling me you got video of this? <laughs> no one's talking about this. It sounds like there's actual video proving that these cops never pointed their gun at them. And like I said before, they had every right to point their gun at them. Oh my God. Landry concludes his email by saying the officers immediately recognized Simmons as he emerged from his car and the high-risk stop was quickly concluded. And they're complaining about it. If Landry is saying, what if it is true, which, okay, I was a cop for a lot of years. I could see between the bullshit. Okay, I know I didn't say that right, but if it's true what Landry's saying, It's a blockbuster. It really is. People need to be held accountable. And if you go over people, if you go at people, and you treat them like an accused when they're actually the victim, you need to get punished for it. You want to better your life and beat up on somebody else. It's called being a bully. You're not allowed to do it. And I can't stand bullies. I hate bullies. And I see a couple of bullies here. Plain as sight. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were pulled over because of the color of their skin, right? Anyway, I'm going to sit here. And I'm going to wait for the outcome. And I'm never going to stop talking about this. So yeah, if you're a... If you're a Halifax RCMP member, it sounds like you've got a couple of good bosses there that are actually sticking up for you. Which is rare. I like that. I love that. But... I don't know. You go through your career. You kick butt. You do a good job. And then all of a sudden this happens to you and you're like, oh. you know, it was me. I'd be like, you do what you got to do. I'm sitting at home. You let me know when you've come up with a decision. I'm not going to work. And nobody cares if you do that, okay? Nobody cares. No other cop cares if you go home and you just say, I'm not coming back for a while. Yeah, you're going to come you're going to come back for a, maybe a month or two to be snubbed, but it'll all be forgotten. Take a call. Uh, hey Clinton, it's uh Cat or my name's Cat, but I'm calling from uh, Ontario. Um I think his name's Cat. Hi Cat. Thanks for calling. Guys, will you call me more often, okay? 604-330-2512. Call me. I won't play it if you don't want me to play it. I'll answer any one of your questions. Just huge fan of you, by the way. Love your videos. Just a quick question. Um, it's it's kind kind of off topic, but uh, with the RCMP, I had some hiccups in my life where when I was going through high school, um, I ended up having to drop out because of some family issues, and now I'm I'm pretty much ready to get a career in the RCMP. The only thing holding. I just want to tell you, it's not off topic. You could ask me anything. 
me back is my education to get a career in the RCMP. The only thing holding me back is my education. So I was just wondering, um, do you think it would be better to go like the GED routes or if I should go and like actually get a high school, high school diploma uh, and finish that up? Thanks so much, man. Thanks for calling, dude. Easy to answer. You go get your GED. Qualifications, the RCMP. Are. What are they? High school, high school diploma or equivalent. What's equivalent? GED. Just go get your GED. They don't care. That's the same. It's your, they're not going to look at you during your interview. or They're not going to look at your application and go, Oh, wow, he didn't finish high school. Okay? He got a... He got his high school through GED. Okay, there's not a, a bigger tick because you finished high school. Just get your GED. They don't care. I promise you, they don't care. I know somebody's going to write and go, well, actually, they do. Okay. Well, they're tools if they care. Maybe one person out there cares. GED, no problem. Make it quick. Make it easy. And you know what? After you do that, I'm not telling you to go get criminology. I'm not telling you to do two years, four years of criminology. But go take an English class. Take English 101 and English 112 in university college. The most important course I ever took was English 112 is literature and writing. It showed me how to actually write an essay, how to write a story. Because that's all you're going to do as a cop. You're going to have a little fun out there. Then you're going to have four or five, six hours of paperwork. Not all the time. Yes, you're going to have fun. You're going to be able to write off the file right away. But a lot of the times, you're going to be sitting at a desk. And if you know how to write a story, oh, dude, you've made your life way easier for you as a cop. Thanks for the call. What else? One more. Hey, Clint. My name is Mike. Mike. I'm a member of your YouTube channel. Hey, Mike. Um, Thanks for calling. Loving the videos. 604-330-2512. He loves the videos. Good. Keep it up. I will. Um, I got a question. I'm filling out the applicant questionnaire. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. um, under driving history, it says, have you ever we bring that up. had your driver's license revoked, suspended, or placed on probationary status in Canada or abroad? So technically, yes, I had it suspended probably two, three years ago for not paying a fine. I had it suspended. Um, I paid the fine. Obviously, when I got the notice, that it was suspended, so it was only suspended for two or three days. But okay. my issue is when I pull my driver's abstract, um, it doesn't show up on there. So I'm wondering if I have to include it on the application or not. Um, yep. Uh, anything you could help me out with here, that'd be great. Um, six four seven two seven. Your only issue is that when you bring up your driver's abstract that goes back five years from the motor vehicle branch, it doesn't show it. That's not an issue. It doesn't matter if it shows it or it doesn't show it. And thanks for your question, dude. Don't be afraid of answering these questions. You already answered your question. You said, my license was suspended. Now let's bring up the question that they ask. Section B, driving history, question eight. Have you ever had your driver's license revoked, suspended, or placed on probationary status in Canada or abroad? 
Oh, Mike, you're going to tick off, yes. Yes, you have. Because you already told me you have. And that little box that says, if yes, explain, you're just going to tell them everything that you told me. That's not a big deal. And I'm curious about the fine, though, that you got. They just suspended your license. They do weird things now, I guess. I mean, I, I was scared with my driving record when I was trying to become a cop. But they're not going to care, especially that it was two, three years ago. If it was last weekend, you're going to have an issue. But it was two. How do you not know it was? How do you not know the exact date of when it happened? <laughs> Doesn't matter. But here's the thing. They're going to want to know why you didn't pay the fine. Always back your, like, you're probably not, you're probably thinking, well, that's not a big deal. The big deal is that I'm admitting, which you have to, of course, because they're probably going to find out that you got your license suspended. And you did. You said you got your license suspended. You couldn't drive. They took it away. You paid the fine. Three days later, you're able to drive. That's, that's not a big deal. But they're going to dig into, this will be the big deal. They're going to dig into, why didn't you pay the fine? So think long and hard and try to come up with a good, credible story. A truthful story, but a credible story, a, a good answer. Because that's really the meat. Man, when I used to call these people up after I'd read these questions, I won't say it. I won't say it. But I'm sure there's a good story that you have to tell. Just think long and hard on what you're going to say because they are going to ask you about that question. And they're going to ask you, why'd you get, why was it suspended? Why didn't you pay your bill? And if it's a good truthful answer, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying, and I'm not telling you what to say. I had no money. I just had no money. I couldn't do it. And so I hit up the parents to help me up, help me out with the fine. Also, I thought I had more time. I didn't think they were going to be so quick to take my license away. What an honest, what an honest answer. Guys, call the hotline 604-330-2512. Ask me any question from this RMAQ or whatever they call it nowadays. And I'll answer it for you. Might not always be right, but I'll be, most of the time I will be. Let's call it quits. Wife just got home. Thanks for watching. Subscribe. Bye-bye.